Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. This is Joy Newsroom with me, Pios Kojubaka. Coming up in our headlines, rescuers working to find two persons still missing after their boat capsized in the Adan Estuary Sea. They are hoping to find them alive three days after the boat sank. The Electoral Commission's response to the media and civil society groups as it fights back criticisms over the chaotic limited registration exercise. Um, the thinking of the Commission is that it is to register people and also to protect the sanctity of the register. Also in this bulletin, environmentalists call for a nationwide blood test drive to detect and treat lead exposure as EPA begins a market survey to create a database of the levels of the metal in cookwares. Plus, we'll take you to the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair and we'll tell you about 1.3 million unoccupied houses in Ghana and how three regions account for more than 50% of these star green vacant dwelling units. We are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay tuned in. Grateful to have you on. I am Pius Kujubaka. Let's now look at our stories. A joint NADMO Navy team searching for two persons who remain missing after their boat capsized in the Adan Estuary Sea. They are hoping to find them alive three days after the incident. So far, 15 out of the 19 on board, the two boats have been rescued, whilst the lifeless body of one of the missing was found yesterday. And Adan is NADMO Director Ebenezer Nate, pretty soon will join us and ask and when we do have him, we shall connect to him to fill us in with all that we need to know. Well, yesterday a search team made up of the Ghana Navy, the NADMO and some fishermen's hope to, of finding all three missing fishermen alive was dashed when they received information of a body found at Akuletoko in the Volta region. One of the survivors, Gabriel Kwame, was the captain of one of the boats shares how he helped rescue some members of his crew um, who could not swim. During that time, I think if not, the by the God Almighty, I wouldn't have been here by now because I was not able to do anything by myself because I'm also tired. But I try because I'm the captain, so if anything, I have to try my best. So I have tried to save them. <laughs> I promised myself, if anything, then I have to go with them. So I am saving two people. And I tell them, if it's like I should leave them die, then I'd rather die with them. So I found rope and tied them. I tied them, and I tied myself too. So that if 
we did, they can find all of us at one place. They were crying and they were telling me, Captain, if you leave me, that is the end of my life. So that's what makes me think, if I should leave them to die, then I'd rather die with them. Because they are all crying, they say, Captain, if you leave us, and that's the end of my life. Because I can't do anything anymore. I'm tired. So I promised them I'm not going to leave them. If better to leave them die, then I have to die with them. Yes, I'm tired. By all I said, I said, if, God, if it's like we are serving God, then God has to save us. So I believe God was the, God, God was the person who saved us. All right, so let's connect now with a man monitoring event for us on this very latest developing story. Um, Kwame Yanka um, will update us more on that. Kwame, pleasure you could join me on Newsroom. First of all, update us on the number of persons still missing. Okay, Paris, um since Thursday, um, when two boats carrying um, 19 persons returning from sea capsized, um, six of them um, have been found um, after yesterday, however, one of them was found in the Volta region um, dead. So now, um, but a few hours ago, we also received the information that another person has been found um, dead at Angonga in the Volta region. So as you speak, some fishers and the rescue team are on their way to the community to concern if indeed um, the, the dead um, was actually among the persons who were at sea um, on Thursday when the accident happened around the Adanfor estuary. And there's also, um, this, so this list, uh, the information we received a few hours ago, um, leaves the search team with two more persons to look for because um, it's indeed confirmed that the one found at Angolonga happens to be one of them, then only two survivors um, are expected to be, to be picked up in case the search team comes um, across uh, them. Mm. T tell us more about the strong belief that the search party can find some of the missing persons alive. Okay, so what happened on Thursday at, uh, at the estuary um, at Adanfor is not the first of its kind. Um, they've experienced this before, and one of the survivors in this case was found days after, somewhere beyond Ghana's borders, um, and particularly in the um, Republic of Benin in this case. So they believe that even when the um, official search, um, today happens to be the last day for the search, so if it ends officially today, uh, they are so hopeful that um, even the person is watched beyond Ghana's um, territorial waters, um, he could be found whether um, it be Togo or Benin, um, as they've experienced before. So they've not given up entirely, but they, they are also keeping um, on with the state in this case. Mm, and how are the families reacting to this? Certainly, um, it's a big blow to the, Adan, um, the entire Adan enclave, right from Pegue to um, Adan for... It, it's not a pleasant news at all. Right from Thursday, um, they have been praying um, privately that these persons who, who happen to have found themselves um, in such a situation would all make it out alive. Unfortunately, um, one was um, found dead yesterday. But they are so praying that um, the others will also come back home to meet them. It, it's such a sad mood. Um, it, you know, it's reflected in the general mood of the entire um, Adan area. All right. Thank you very much, Kwame Yanka, for your time here on Join Newsroom. Keep monitoring events for us there. Let's move away from that and touch on the story. The Electoral Commission has called the bluff of some political parties and civil society organizations demanding the expansion of the limited voters' registration to the electoral area level. There has been mad rush and chaos at various district offices of the Electoral Commission as prospective voters wait in long queues 
in a quest to be captured on the EC's voters' register. Now, the Deviant Electoral Commission has come against fierce opposition since it started the exercise. However, the Director of Electoral Services for the Electoral Commission, Dr. Sribo Kweku, says the attention of the media and CSOs is only fixated on the registration but not its sanctity. Now, we'll hear from him shortly, but former President John Dramani Mahama, after touring some of the registration centers, vowed to push the EC to reconsider its decision to use only its district offices for the registration. So the former president, John Dramani Mahama, has just taken to the road uh, this Friday afternoon to tour some district offices of the Electoral Commission where the limited registration exercise is currently ongoing. He makes his first stop at the EC Old Headquarters, which is housing some five uh, district offices, where he will be proceeding to the large district office as well as the Adenta district offices. Before uh, the arrival of the former president, we've caught up with Dr. Mani Buama, who is the director of elections for the NDC, who has been calling on the ECOWAS to take some interest in the call of the NDC as well as the other opposition parties. And I think that ECOWAS leaders, as they show interest in Niger, as they show interest in several other places where democracy is threatened, they should be more proactive. You understand? They should be more proactive because we want to protect this democracy. So, so you think ECOWAS should have a say in this issue? I think that I think that ECOWAS should be alert to these things so that peer review, they should be advising people. And I believe if some of these things are taking place, we may not have had the spate of destabilizations that we've had over the period. The NDC is extremely committed and over 100% committed to the sustenance of our democracy. And we've been receiving reports from the various um, constituencies, uh, district offices, and uh, today I decided to go around and see for myself. Um, I understand that there are five constituencies being registered here. Now that we've seen the challenges, it probably is not too late to open the centers at the electoral areas because it will be easier for people to travel. I mean, for instance, Ayawasu West Wagon is here. The farthest polling station in Ayawasu West Wagon is at Sato. And so there are people here from Sato who have had to travel all this way to come and register. They might not be able to register today. They might have to go back and come the following day. I mean, we know the conditions in Ghana today, the hardship. We know how transport fares have gone up. It's not easy on voters to be able to do that. Of course, political parties are trying to facilitate, you know, you say we shouldn't bus them. And if somebody doesn't have money, he will come and register because he doesn't have money for transport to come all the way. But if he were in his electoral area, it would be a shorter distance and he'll be able to go there and, and register. So I think we should still reconsider this issue about registering in the electoral areas. And... Um, but in the meantime, I think the EC should resolve the bottlenecks that we're, we're seeing here. One, there's congestion. Two, the network is not uh, going well. They registered, one of the uh, constituencies, they registered 50 on the first day. Then I think the next day, 80. The highest they've registered in a day is 170. But if you look at these numbers, they'll keep coming every day. You know, and so we need to speed up the process. 
what's your personal thought on the back and forth between the 18 year old who's taking the EC to office secured injunction but the EC has gone ahead secured court order but they can't find officials to serve them what's your thought on that well I'll refer you to a, a famous case this was the do four case during our primaries um, the EC said it had come to his attention that an injunction had been filed against our primaries and so because of that they will not be available they were very proactive I don't know why they are not proactive in this case. For us uh, to get the real picture, let's have an interaction with some of them to know uh, how uh, the process has been go ongoing so far and what they make out of all of this. I came here around 11 something and I'm still sitting, I'm still in queue. Have you started the process uh, already? No. You haven't started yet. Yeah. Are you hopeful? It's past 3 p.m. now. Are you hopeful that by close of the... No, no, no. no. Yes. And so you'll go and come back tomorrow? No, I will not come back again. If you are not able to do it today, you will not come back again? Yeah. Why? They are delaying. Oh, maybe if it's closer to me, maybe I might go there. So until it comes closer to you after today, you will not do it? Yes. Uh, how long have you been here? Well, since morning. I've been here. Around what time? I came, we came here around 8 a.m. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how many people are in front of you? How many people will go before you go? Actually, it was almost my turn until they came here to tell me that um, people were here yesterday and they, they wrote their names down. So they have to be registered before. So I, I went back and now they are here telling us that. Um, those people should be registered before because this canopy belongs to those who were not registered yesterday. Yeah. Who, who came to give you that information? Oh, I think one of the organizers. Yeah. And so you would have to go back? Yeah, that's what they are saying. Reporting from the ECO headquarters at Reach here in Accra on day four of the registration exercise, my name is James Kwesi Abeji for Joy News. We can now listen to the Director of Electoral Services for the Electoral Commission, Dr. Siribo Kweku, who says there is more than just registration of votes. The Commission has been mandated by the Constitution to perform certain functions, and the Commission has no choice but to obey or to perform such functions. If the Commission does anything contrary to what it has been mandated to do, then that becomes antithesis. And the, I, 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 I wouldn't want to know the word that to be used for them. Because the purpose of your being is to do certain things and you decide not to do it. But before I proceed, I want to say that for the media and the CSOs, your attention is register them, register them, register them. That is the focus of the media and the CSO. And probably that is maybe the reason why maybe you are quoting... Uh, my, my, my chair, at that time he was CSO. Mm. But when you come into the kitchen, that is where you see that you are, your responsibility changes. The, the thinking of the commission is that it is to register people and also to protect the sanctity of the register. That is very, very important, which nobody is talking about. You are going to compile voters' register. That will be used to determine who leads Ghana in orphans. What goes into the register should be something that should not be, that can create about, bring about issues. If you remember, 
In 2016, there were a lot of issues about the sanctity of the register, a lot of demonstration, what have, what have you. The commission insisted that what we have could be used for the election, and it was done. And some applicants in the limited voter registration exercise in the Asokori Mampom municipality have had to pass the night at registration centers. They resorted to the early arrival after days of failing to complete. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Registration. The applicants have had to compete with political party agents who use stones and other objects um, as seats in queuing for their prospective electorate. Now, Nanaya Ojima was at the Electoral Commission's office to observe the hassle of the applicants and has filed this report. It's a few minutes past 3 a.m. A little cold as the dawn light rains get heavier. The gates of the Electoral Commission's office at Askorimampong remain closed, but in front of the gate are stones and chairs lined up. Each stone represents an applicant. The bench stands for at least three people. With time, some people who came in attempted to form another queue of humans, but this would not be accepted by those who had kept awake with the stones and chairs in the queue. I am a branch organizer for my political party. I am bringing my party members to register. That is why I came this early to queue for them. I could have slept in my house. I was here when you brought your children to queue. I even offered them seats. How do you come and skip our queue here? Do you know when we came, it was around 3 a.m.? The assembly member came after 5 a.m. and wants to skip the queue. Many are left frustrated, spending hours in queue since the beginning of the exercise. Some applicants have queued for at least two days, yet have not been successful. The few ones who were fortunate enough to get registered after the second day shared their frustration. <laughs> We have been quarreling since we got here at 4 a.m. I got a chance to register around 11 a.m. People are queuing with stones and benches. I have to find a way to jump the queue. We have been standing in the queue since morning. There were no seats for us. We have been coming here for the past three days. Sometimes they tell us the network is problematic. Then we go home. People come in at 10 or 11 a.m. and take the space of the stones. We have really suffered here.
Figures available to join news indicate the Electoral Commission is unable to meet the daily target of 300. About 80 applicants were registered on the first day. Less than 300 applicants were successful in the second and third days of the exercise. The number of applicants continue to rise as efforts by interest groups to get the EC increase the registration centers are yet to yield results. For Joy News, Nanai Aljima reporting. More on the voter registration exercise, some aspiring assembly members are taking advantage of the ongoing limited voters registration exercise to show up their support for the upcoming district level elections. In the Pequai municipality of the Ashanti region, some aspiring assembly members are hiring vehicles to transport potential voters from the interland to the district um, registration center at Pequai. Two of such assembly members say the move is to boost their support base and also assist eligible voters to get registered. Colensia Aifa has been monitoring the exercise in Bekwai and our reports. The Bekwai District Office of the Electoral Commission serves 34 electoral areas. The communities are miles apart, presenting transportation challenges for many who have turned 18 and beyond to take part in the exercise. For Bismarck a champion, an aspiring assembly member of the BD Trafo electoral area, and Michael Efa, who seeks re-election for the Francis Cocobain electoral area, this presents an opportunity. Well, uh, I intend to contest for the upcoming this assembly election, so I have an interest in the in the in the in the exercise. They have been busing people from the hinterlands to the registration center at Bekwai. So I've been um, telling people to come and register. Sometimes I uh, transport them because uh, once you have an interest in the, in the exercise, you, you need to make sure that whatever means the potential voters or the first-time voters can get to the center. Uh, I've been helpful. The exercise has generally been smooth in the quiet. Though some network and equipment challenges have been recorded, 168 persons had registered as of 4 p.m. on Thursday. Some first-time registrants shared their experiences with Joy News. Okay, I'm really excited because this is the first time I'm going to take part in the election of our president and how our country is going to be ruled. So I'm really excited. So how has the process been so far? Okay, so with that, I can't testify because I came not long ago. I've been here for like an hour and I'm almost done, so it's really nice. Being here. It's been happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Representatives of the NDC and MPP were happy with the turnout so far. So far, it has been encouraging and uh, things are moving on well for now. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have some a little bit challenges we face here. Uh, mainly, our network is not stable, which doesn't fasten the the easy flow of the people to register on time and hold out. And secondly, we, we, we in the morning we had a challenge with. Uh, our machines, one of our machines, you know, it's two centers. So one of our centers, machine had to break down. Then uh, they have to stop for about two two hours, and I mean, somewhere later before work on. So by then, the pressure was on the other center. 
And addition to that, uh, the people have been given, some of them have been given the wrong information that when they come, they'll be doing the NIE. They thought this is the NIE, they'll be doing Ghana card. So most of them came with the intention of doing the Ghana card here, but they end up being corrected then redirected to the NIA office where they do the Ghana card. So that is the challenges we have so far here. Reporting for Joy News, Colinsia Eifa. And to some other stories, government has set its sights on approximately 15,000 workers in the hospitality sector as part of the comprehensive Ghana Cares of Batampa initiative aimed at reviving the nation's economy. Speaking of the launch of the Ghana COVID-19 alleviation and revitalization of enterprises and support training program at the University of Cape Coast, a senior budget analyst at the Ministry of Finance, Akwesi Ogusu Menu, revealed the program forms an integral part of the government's multifaceted approach to bolstering the nation's economic resilience. There is more in this report. The training program is a collaborative effort of the Department of Hospitality and Tourism Management at the University of Cape Coast and the Finance Ministry. A senior budget analyst at the Finance Ministry, Akwesi Ousumenu, highlighted the program's objectives, emphasizing its role in supporting both the hospitality sector and the workers who have been adversely affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mr. Usumenu provided insight into the program specifics, explaining the application process and outlining the training regimens beneficiaries will undergo. This program falls under the Ghana Cares program. It's part of the Badampa Care program that government uh, decided to implement to revitalize the economy. So it has been there, and the mode of uh, um, uh, selecting the beneficiaries was through an online, online applica uh, application. So you apply online. And the selection criteria was set up by the implementation committee to workers who were affected by the COVID-19 pandemic were asked to apply and they were selected to participate in the program. We created a website for the program. We made it uh, available to all the public because we have a website for it. We publicized it. We even made publication in the Daily Graphic and the Ghanaian Times. And those who applied and were selected are those who are being trained by these uh, institutions. So we have uh, a target of 8,000 workers in the hospitality and tourism sector alone. And we have 7,000 for the private education sector. So in all, government is targeting about uh, 15,000 workers which the education sector have started their own and today UCC also um, started their own for the hospitality department. The head of department of the hospitality and tourism management at the University of Cape Coast, Professor Isahaku Adam, shared his perspectives on the program. He underscored the challenges that the training program seeks to address and emphasized the need for diverse approaches to enhance product development within the tourism sector. Uh, quite a number of challenges. Um, one is the issue of skills, which I believe that this training program will help us bridge um, in so many respects. Um, of course, there are other challenges that existed prior to COVID and, you know, been there for a long time. So perhaps one of it will be um, 
not a lot of attention being paid to product development. We realize that tourism actually thrives on uniqueness and difference. So if you have a product that exists for a long time and then there is no enhancement to the product, there are no new ones coming. If you visit it once, twice, maybe three times at best, you never go back to it. And so that is what we are caught up in this country. We are not um, developing enough products and even where we say we are developing products, we are really taking a piecemeal approach to it. But we need a comprehensive approach to tourism product development. When we are able to get the product, then the private sector will respond to it in terms of um, when they see increased visitor numbers and all that, they will respond to establish the hotels, the restaurants and all those ancillary businesses. The training aims to equip participants with the skills and knowledge required to thrive in the evolving hospitality industry. Now, the Environmental Protection Agency has begun a nationwide market survey to determine the lead content in cookwares. The move is in response to a recent publication by environmental NGO, POF, which revealed alarming levels of lead exposure and contamination from the Ghanaian kitchen. Environmentalists are therefore calling for early blood tests and treatment to lessen its impact. The Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, has begun a campaign to fight the increasing risk of lead exposure in Ghana. Many Ghanaians are gradually being poisoned by harmful metal lead, mainly through the use of the common cookware, dadisang. The EPA has therefore begun a market research on all cooking wares to help develop an inventory of brands and their lead exposure levels. CEO of EPA, Dr. Henry Kokufu says, such a catalogue will enable Ghanaians make an informed choice when purchasing products. We will clamp down heavily, particularly the, um, the informal sector, and then also the cooking stoves, uh, the cooking wares, uh, where we can. We will then have to move in into the manufacturers and let them tell us through their, um, uh, their registration form, the, their products, the, the levels of lead therein, if they are lead, so we can inform the public that this particular product, it has this concentration of lead, so if you want to buy or not. And that will not mean killing people's business, but informing the public, the education must be out there. Country director for the organization that first studied and published its initial studies in lead exposure from cooking utensils, Pure Earth, Esmond Kwanza, is advocating for an intensified blood lead level test among the population to help mitigate the risk. Our mission is to partner with government to be able to address the root cause of lead pollution and then poisoning. We are calling for intensified blood lead level testing, not only in children, but even among the adult population. Given what we've seen now, that lead concentrations in our local fabricated um, daddy sayings are quite high, and we all eat from it, we are all at risk. And so there's a need for a more blood level testing in the population. The children are more important because their bodies absorb lead twice more than an adult. And so that's why it is very, very important. The focus is on the children now. The program manager at the Occupational and Environmental Health Unit at the Ghana Health Service, Dr. Kao Osei, asked the EPA to pay attention to lead pollution by industries. 
urgent action should be taken to eliminate polluting sources of formal and informal used lead acid battery recycling operations across the country. Not only Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The, the, the informal, but also formal ones that are polluting, especially those located in residential areas. The health impact of this exposure are jaw-dropping. As health professionals say, children under five years worldwide lost 765 million IQ points to lead exposure. This is still Joy Newsroom with me, Pius Kojo Baka. We are taking a breather, after which we've got more stories for you. The train... Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, one bucket of Flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage. Flamingo paint, simply superior. Hello there. To provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education, in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal, presents to you the first ever education TV talk show, The Edu Talk Show. The Edu Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they are not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Sogan and I am your host.
Hello, welcome back. We continue with the rest of our stories. And the Shama District Security Council, together with the Minerals Commission, have discovered quantities of ammonium substances and some explosives in the trenches of the Anto Abozo Quarry Enclave. Five people recently died in the tragic explosion at the Anto Abozo Quarry, with many others sustaining various degrees of injury. Now, the casualties were workers believed to be both um, Chinese and Ghanaian nationality. More in this report. About six quarry sites are located at the location where these explosives were discovered. According to the Minerals Commission, such harmful substances could only be kept by companies with permits in a designated area called magazine. Francis Anobu Jr. is assistant manager at the Minerals Commission. God do so good. There is a bush. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Within one of the communities who found quantities of AN or ammonium nitrate. But as we speak now, we can't tell which quarry company owns those AN or which uh, community is, is coming from or which individual. So that is next step to take. We have to trace where these things are coming from. But for the meantime, there are approved facilities. We are in touch with the, those facility owners to transport this AN to those facilities. The Shamar District Chief Executive, Ebenezer Datsi, told journalists intelligence led to the discovery of the explosives which were hidden in the quarry dust in the bush. He said concern for the safety of communities called for the need to rid the community of such substances to avert human errors which may lead to accidents and preventable deaths. The issue is that because of what happened, they are all afraid. They don't know when some will happen again. And so we took it upon ourselves as dissect to do this operation so that our people will be safe. They will have the confidence to go about their normal duties. So yesterday, dissect had a meeting and upon intelligence, we decided to move out. And uh, God being so good, we came to meet those explosives. We don't know uh, who brought it here. We don't know whom it belongs to. But once uh, we've seen this, we call Mineral Commission to confirm whether indeed uh, it is one of or those things that they use in the brassing. And they indeed confirm that it is explosive material. So we'll hand it over to Mirror's Commission for them to store it at the appropriate area or place where they store these materials. 
The Minerals Commission days ago reviewed that the quarry in Anto Aboso at Shama was operating without proper authorization. The commission's mine inspectors suggest the company was conducting operations in the night, seemingly to avoid detection. Now, when his dream of becoming a world-class footballer did not materialize, Michael Edumedi's urge to see himself succeed regardless became his push-and-pull energy plug. After some ups and downs and changing jobs, Michael settled on barbering, a trade he practices with such passion and zeal. He shares his struggles and successes with Hano Adami in today's Story of Hope series. Michael has always nurtured a strong ambition of being a footballer. He had imagined himself on the international stage playing in the big leagues. When he completed junior high school, he put all his eggs in one basket, football or nothing else. So he traveled to Accra from Asamankese in the eastern region to make this dream a reality. He soon realized how it wasn't that easy to be accepted into a football team. I went to Sahara where I was told selection of players is done. I was asked to pay 500 cities registration fee, but I didn't have the money, so I had to find another means to survive. Looking like a shattered dream, Michael refused to go back home. He quickly had to make another plan to survive. He tried his hands on jobs that could fetch him money. So I found work by washing utensils for a kinky seller. After a while, I changed to helping produce and sell paints. That too didn't earn me much money. Oh. So I started selling buffalo. I carried it on my head and hawked around to sell. I left that too to sell fried rice, but I had to again quit to go back to selling paint as I saw that as more lucrative. Michael got excited about migrating to South Africa. A client convinced him that he would earn more money whilst there. One day, when I came to work, I met a Baba who encouraged me to learn the trade. I wasn't interested because I wanted to learn tailoring. But after some counsel, I decided to learn how to Baba. And through that, I traveled to SA based on the conviction of a friend. He touched down in Johannesburg and called the person who was supposed to host him. For over 10 hours, the person did not answer his phone call. After loitering in the airport, migration officials became suspicious of his moves and sent him back to Ghana on the next available flight. Up to an Ajube tent, so no buy. Oh. 
From 4 a.m. when I landed in SA until 10 p.m., my host never picked his calls. Even from the immigration officers, they then became suspicious and deported me back to Ghana. South Africa airport, and back to a film. With no money left, no job to hold on to, and no one to look up to, Michael decided to go back home to Asaman Kersi. But some friends convinced him not to take that route. It took him so many years to bounce back. Eventually, the ever-determined Michael got back on his feet and now owns a barbering shop. Bye bye, no. The house be brave, the swing be brave. Cause I'm a seska. See, I spent all my money on the South African trip, so when I came back, I really cried. I felt all was lost. I hustled a lot, but could not get much money. I decided to go back to work with my former boss. After working for a while, I thought of getting my own shop. So in 2018, I rented this place, and today, I tirelessly worked towards making this work for me. His friend admires his determination. I know Michael to be very hardworking. Somebody who, who, who doesn't give up easily. Yeah, because I have... I have had an opportunity to be around his story. In as much as a yaw, the downs and everything, but he didn't give up. Full of disappointment. But he came back strongly and right, uh, started all over again. And right now, he's Mickey. He's Mickey Barbering. A barber owner, like a shop owner. Yeah. yeah. Married with a child, Michael says he still longs to play football but not on a competitive basis. His advice to the youth is simple. Giving up shall never be an option. We all have desires, but sometimes achieving them becomes difficult. Don't sit down doing nothing. You have to try something else just as I did. I also urge my brothers and sisters to trust in God to give them the best. And like me, they would also survive. For joinees, I am Hannah Odame. Welcome to the business segment of the news. The Pan-African International Students has restated its mission to mentor students in the diaspora with good values to prepare them for leadership positions in Africa. The Pan-African International Students was initiated by a Ghanaian and a Kenyan to train and develop international students and scholars from and to Africa. The following report has more. In response to the rising tide of missions from Africa to the nations, two of Africa's missionaries to the West and both staff of the International Student Ministries Canada, Yao Perbi, a Ghanaian and Ezekiel Jaco, a Kenyan, came together to initiate the Pan-African International Student to develop leaders for the continent. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este 
comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Begin to joy business after the launch of Pace in Ghana. The National Coordinator, Apostle Jacob Paul Aheto, said international students can help move the country forward if they are properly invited to participate in national development. An African international student, it's, it's a movement, okay, that is focused on international students in and out of Africa. And you know, basically it's about leadership and admissional training. And in all of this, what we are looking at is that PACE is, is coming at the right time where we have seen over the years that all of our leaders, every one of our leaders over the years are international students. They become international students. When, when I was giving the purpose of gathering, I, I stated and I said that, you know, Kwame Nkrumah, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, Chomo Kenyatta, and you saw from, from there, all of them were once international students. And if Africa would have to rise, if Africa would have to, you know, become what it is and how we want it, then much focus should be given to these international students. And how do we do that? Train them up in, in missions. When we say train them up in missions, we train them in discipleship. We're discipling them to be Christ-like. On this part, economist professor Ose Asibi urged African students studying abroad to concentrate on transfer of knowledge to grow the continent. You don't have to physically come home to make impact in your home. You can stay out there and still be impactful. And I think Doug is a shining example of that. He doesn't have to be here, but he's impacting his roots. And that is how knowledge transfer can be. It, you don't have to be physically be present, but with the advancement in technology, you can be everywhere and impact your community. As part of efforts to reduce unemployment and create jobs for the youth, the Ghanaian Growth Program has launched a research to aid policy direction and help develop agriculture, technical and vocational education and training sector the survey assessed the knowledge, attitude and perception of the youth with a key focus on women and persons with disability. Here's more. So the research, over 91% of young people stated that they would be willing to work in the agricultural value chain if they are equipped with the necessary training and skills. However, 40% of the respondents had knowledge of programs and opportunities being offered for the youth in the sector. Also, 33% of the survey population knew about programs for women, while 24% had knowledge about programs for persons with disabilities. The research was commissioned as part of the Ghana Growth Program, which is a collaboration between MasterCard Foundation, the Springboard Roadshow Foundation, and Limehouse. Director of the Springboard Roadshow Foundation, Reverend Albert Okran, explains the initiative. It's aimed at changing the mindsets of young people about agriculture, agribusiness, and ATVET sectors, and helping them to make conscious efforts to find decent and fulfilling work in these sectors. It's based on research over the years that shows that these sectors are potentially the key 
openings for young people in Africa as we grapple with the unemployment problem across the continent. The Ghana Growth Programme has a series of interventions including media education, mentoring clubs, and also policy conversations across the country. Reverend Albert Okren added that there is the need to encourage the youth to take advantage of the opportunities in the value chain. Considering recent developments in the sub-region unrest in some of the countries, it is obvious that the demand for food will go up. And so to the extent that we can create jobs, not just in the planting or direct farming, but in the distribution, processing, research, and several other jobs in the value chain, we can create opportunity for the young people. On the findings of the survey, Executive Director for Dainsu Associates, Dolores Dixon, called for education on the various sectors of the agri-value chain. The sector still needs a lot of uh, modernization. It's still seen as very traditional because when you ask young people, um, do young people want to be farmers, they would say there was an overwhelming majority that were saying that they were not interested. They realized that young people were not interested in being farmers. So clearly there is opportunities to showcase the wide range of opportunities within the sector for young people to go into it. The program is aimed at helping to change negative mindsets about agriculture and ATVET as well as address the issue of unemployment amongst Ghana's youth. Now, the third mini-clinic of the Joy News Ecobank Habitat Fair is sharing attendees with lots of goodies and discounts. This year, the event is making its debut appearance in the vibrant city of Tema. A diverse range of vendors is present, offering everything from land sales to pre-built homes and all the essentials for creating a comfortable home. If you've been considering attending the fair, there is even more incentive or incentive now as vendors in Tema are offering a generous discount to those who make purchases. My colleague Michael Lachalet is there for us and joins us live with more. Michael, how is the day going? So, this is the Joint Use Ecobank Habitat Fair, and for the very first time, we are in the industrial city of Tema, right? And all our exhibitors have brought certainly nothing but the best to this particular fair. I'm standing by this door, right? And this is supposed to be Superlock Technologies. Sometimes when you're at home and somebody rings the bell, you're wondering who is that, right? There's a solution right here, and the person is behind this. When the person rings the door, you get to see who is behind your door. Let's show you who is behind the door, yes. It's a rep from Superlock, right? Thank you very much for doing this with us. So, why do you think this is an important invention to have as a house owner? So, this is just a, this replaces the regular people that we have. But unlike the normal people where you always have to be, uh, you, you always have to be behind it, this one can take a picture of whoever comes. And when, when you're not at home, you can see whoever came to visit you when you're not here. You can take a picture of intruders or whoever that comes. Interesting. So, I can even see who was behind my door if I'm not home. Yes, exactly. So, when they come in and they press the bell, it takes a picture of whoever was there. 
then after that, when you come in, you are not home. You just, you just check it and you see it. Generally, your specialty are doors, right? What, what about this one? I see this is very hard. Yeah, this is a galvanized steel door. It's a security door. You can use it for your front door, your back door, whichever one that you prefer. Yes. And this door, they don't rise, they don't corrode. And they have a locking system that is very unique. You can open that um, so that we see how that looks like. You don't find a lot of this on the market, but you have both on all the sides. So, top, bottom, and on the side as well. And with just one turn of it, it locks and keeps you safe. Wow, that's interesting. But I'm sure the question on the minds of people after seeing all of this is whether they can afford it. Yes, they can. They can. When you want to compare the quality and the price that you're getting, this is very, very affordable. In the market, you don't find doors like this. Great. But why is it important to actually come to this fair and come and meet STL? We have promos running. So we have promos not just for even the, only the security doors. We have promos for windows, doors, burglar uh, proof, balustrade, and a lot more. So when you come in here, come, let's, let's talk. Let's know what you need, and we can make you an offer. We are not, very, we are not restricted on it. Yeah. Great. Let me thank you very much. Yeah, so STL is not the only exhibitor here. Well, that's a problem that many people don't consider before putting up their homes, especially for those who are being ambitious. Uh, you want to buy your own land, uh, build your own stuff. You don't think about whether your house is going to soak up a lot of water. But there's a solution, right? But you have been in the industry for some time now. Thank you very much for doing this with us. What's your name? Very much. Godwin. Godwin. My name is Godwin. Godwin. Many people don't really think about how much water their, water their building is going to soak up, especially in the areas that they've You see people building in waterlogged areas. You have a solution. Walk us through it. Yeah, absolutely. You are spot on when you said that a lot of people do not consider this in the inception of construction. So over time, you realize that after painting and everything, the base of the walls begin to peel off. Okay, so we have a very, very good solution for these types of problems. We have a WeberTech 946, uh, which is uh, our rising damper solution uh, for everything rising down there. So what is happening is that your body is taking up water from the substructure because our water table is high and it is traveling up through the capillaries of the walls and of course with the salt in the water as well this is destroying the, the, the corroding your walls. Okay, so we do never take nine for six. Macy's one day sale is going on now with great deals of the day on fall updates like 40% off outfits for the office that work off the clock too. And 40 to 60% off shoes, handbags, and accessories to finish your look. And get 25 to 40% off your favorite beauty, skincare, and fragrances. Plus, get free shipping with any online purchase of $25 or more at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. To my newborn baby boy, the day you arrived was one of the happiest days of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV from that guy on the internet and insured it with Progressive. <laughs> what a deal. Just know, son, I'll always be here for you. And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere. In my RV. Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. And in combination with other products that we have on display, uh, waterproofing and rising damp solutions, a combination of these products can help you to be able to take care of these problems once and for all. And of course, these are products that have been tried and tested and this. Uh, working for people who have been patronizing. The more reason Joy News prefers to work with you, right? Because you are one of the best in the industry, if if not the best, actually. Uh, so people would think it a lot here, and if, if it's quality, many people ascribe expensive 
to quality stuff, right? How affordable are, are the solutions you have? Yeah, first of all, I think one of those, uh, the points we have to make is that uh, because we are getting a quality product, obviously the issue of the cost uh, is being defeated because the product is going to do exactly what we say it will do. Okay, so if you can't look at the cost, uh, the, the, the cost involved uh, relative to uh, the, the quality of the product you are getting, okay, it makes a lot of sense. And for us, cost is not an issue because our products are really, really very affordable. Uh, I have to briefly mention our tiling solutions. So we're talking about what the locals will call the tile adhesive or the tile cement. Okay, so we have all kinds of tile adhesive for uh, all tiling, all your tiling works, internal, external tiling, everything uh, regarding tiling with the complementary grounds. So we have a very comprehensive solution for your tiling, as well as everything waterproofing from basement waterproofing all the way to rooftop waterproofing. We have a comprehensive solution. So we are urging people to pass through the booth. We have dedicated team who are very, very technical and can help walk you through your waterproofing and every other solution that we have. Thank you very much, Gordon. Yes, so don't make that mistake. Start, think about some of the problems and get a solution for it. And at the Habitat Fair, you definitely have a solution to this. But for some of the exhibitors, right, you are thinking about, is it worth it to be part of this fair? Yes, it is. And these people right here, Buzzy Stars, will help you to reach even more people that will not be able to come to this event at all. Buzzy, thank you very much. What's your name? My name is Enoch. Great. Enoch, so when someone decides to partner with you, what, what does it mean? Uh, it means that they're going to have a SaaS commerce platform that they are going to use to manage all their businesses. That's how great it gets. What, what does it entail? It entails having your store from brick and mortar to an online platform where you can reach local and international customers. I see. So on here, that is for those that are exhibited, right? For me that I want to buy, uh, I'm interested in looking at the houses elsewhere, and I want to, you know, there's this, this 3D aspect, right? Do, do I get all of that on your platform? You get all of that. Everything that is uh, placed on the platform by these individual businesses will be accessible to you, whether you are in Navrongo, all of this live on Buzzy Stores. Great. So how do I reach you? Uh, our numbers are 0543-0534-811-404 or just log on to buzzystores.com and you have all the information about us. Thank you very much. So you have to definitely think about it. If you want to come into this space, market and sell your goods, then certainly you have to um, come here. Let's end our tour, this brief tour with safety um, home solutions here. We have quite a number of things as well uh, for you. So we have quite a number of doors from different different people so that we, we give you so much choice. Like we say you are spot for choice and certainly that's what uh, safety and homes also specialize in. So thank you very much for joining us. Hello, my name is Ravi. I'm technical works manager for safety and home solution. Great. Ravi, I already see that you have quite a number of doors. Why, why, why so much variety? Variety because you see now the people are started making the, the, the modern houses whereby they need the modern doors, modern security, everything modern. So that is why when we, our impression is when the customer comes with thinking of one door, we should give him 150 type of door in the mind. They will get confused. What to buy? But if I'm confused, I don't know what to buy. No, of course, when you are confused, you are getting more and more ideas. Okay, suppose you are coming to my showroom, you have one or two doors in your mind. When you come to us, your mind will get open. 
Okay, I have this. You have this. You have this. You have this like that. Oh, great. So if I'm starting my house, say, what, what door would you recommend for me? Right. Just just one door. All right. So if you are starting your house, okay. First of all, I would ask you: Is your place exposed to the rain? If you say yes, then please come. Okay. So if, if I'm exposed to the rain, you have a solution for me. If I have the exposed to the rain, then I would recommend you to go with the aluminium composite panel door, which is fully. My colleague Papani Ashali interacting with exhibitors at the Tema um, Metropolitan Assembly. Uh, follow. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.